Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Praise God. It's good to be here with everybody today on a beautiful Sunday morning. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah. I like that song. Victory has a name, and it's Jesus. Amen. I think that was my dad's favorite song. He loved that song. I, I, like, I like to add this little part into it. The glory has a name, and it's Jesus. The Bible, the Bible talks about when, uh, when Moses told God, show me your glory, the Bible says that God you know, manifested himself to Moses, walked by Moses, and he saw his hinder parts, but he said as he walked out, he spoke his name. So I want to say the glory has a name. When you say Jesus, the glory of God, the manifested presence of God shows up. Well, I don't feel it. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Amen. The, the manifested presence of God, anything is possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Well, what about this situation with my family? With God, all things are possible. What about this situation I have in the courthouse? With God, all things are possible. What about this bad report I got? By faith, we obtain a good report. With God, all things are possible. Sometimes we get in our mind, all things are possible, but my personal problem. It's not, it's not in the book. All things are possible with God. And we are God's kids, and all things are possible with you. Say that with me. Say, all things are possible with God, because I'm his child, all things are possible for me. That's pretty big talk. But that faith, listen, faith, faith, it doesn't just talk, it acts like what God said is true. Amen. I like one thing Brother Hagin said, how would you act if you had what you're believing God for? Well, that's why you, that's how you ought to be acting right now. Amen, because listen, the atmosphere of joy, it's the miracle grow that goes on your faith, that waters your faith. Because a lot of times we receive things from God in seed form. Amen, and, and, and we'll receive a word from God, we'll receive a prophecy from God, and we'll say, man, that's awesome, that's cool, and you forgot about it by the time you got back in your car. Ouch. How do I know that? <laughs> done it myself amen but listen we've got to honor the word of God we've got we've if, if we'll honor that word and get a hold of that word and, and you notice the Bible was written just saying when you get a word from God go write it down when you do that 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 gives you a, a place for you to put your faith write it down put it on your desk put it on your refrigerator I've seen some of y'all's refrigerators. They're covered with all kinds of pictures. Well, you've got room, man. Put, put that word you got from God down there and put it before your eyes. Put before your eyes what you're believing God for. Amen. Amen. Uh, as, as Brother Roland was talking about, we travel uh, back and forth to Nicaragua. Uh, we're really uh, seeing God do some great things there in Nicaragua. We actually got a couple of new buildings that are being built uh, for the church in Wawete, which is on the coast which it gets up to about 95 degrees there. 
about this time of the day. And uh, so what they did, uh, they, they built, their, they had that, they've built one building so far, it's kind of like a tin building. And uh, they built it for the kids to go under there where they can have some shade. Because it just started raining there last week. And uh, the last time it rained before last week was in November. And it gets hot and it gets dry. But thank God we got a water well there where that church is. But we also have a water well in the spirit too. And, and things are growing uh, over there. The church is growing over there. Uh, we've ha added a new church over there. Uh, this, is, this is with Pastor Ed and Jenny Cook. That's who we work with down there. And uh, we've, we've just added a new church. It's Pastor Freddie and Oxidora Gutierrez. And they've been our friends for a long time. And they, they've really got a super church. This guy built a church on a piece of land that he was leasing. And after he built the church, the people said, man, that's a real nice building. Now get off my land. That's pretty nice, isn't it? Well, you know what? He just kept believing God. He just kept loving God. He just kept believing God had called him to pastor. And he acquired a piece of land that was about two and a half acres, three acres. And on that piece of property, he said, I'm going to build a building that seats 300 people. And we were, we were in that, on that property, I think in two, 2016, and there were, the people had gone and dug footings, you know, to, to build the building. They were about this wide and four foot deep. They dug them all by hand. And they put the cement in there and they put the rebar in there. And uh, we kept coming back year after year, and it kept coming up and kept coming up. And uh, we walked in there about two years ago, and it was completely done. It's got a marble floor, and it seats 300 people. And it was as full as I've ever seen it the last time uh, me and Jeremiah were there just a few weeks ago. And, uh, man, we just had a great service there. The churches are growing. The churches are full of people. And the native people are coming up and pastoring these churches. I'm not down there trying to take over nothing. I'm there to try to help supplement what God is doing. I'm there to be a friend to these pastors, to, be a, to, to go down there and to bring guys like you down there that know how to play, that, that know how to uh, uh, have a certain skill. Amen. I've taken the Cortez uh, men down there. They, they played their guitars and they played the drums and stuff. I took Jeremiah down there and he got beat up. <laughs> He, he got to spar with this, this old man. Old man looked like James Benson. I don't know if y'all know who James Benson is. But that, I wish I could put the video. You've seen the video, Brother Roy. It's awesome. But, uh, but we, walked into the, we walked into this garage, and, and you know Jeremiah, man. He got that, that swag, you know. <laughs> and, and so this old man had those, those pads, and he held his gloves up like that. And, and Jeremiah got to spar with this old, and this old man, he never backed up. He was, and he never blinked. And Jeremiah was like, and then next thing you know, he swings and knocks Jeremiah's hat off. And so, so our youth are being trained by, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is there, there are things that we can do in there that help us connect with the community. And it opens a door for us to go in there and, and to minister salvation and tell them, hey, man, God loves you and cares about you. And you can still enjoy these things in your life. Hello? And still serve God. Amen. So uh, the Central Church has, has uh, some new pastors there, too, uh, as Patricia and Omero. And, and they're just tremendous people, humble people. And, and uh, 
there really have been a good fit there. It was the church that Ed and Jenny were actually pastoring, and they they haven't been able to go back and forth so much because of certain situations. They're, I think they're getting close to 80 years old, and there's a few things they're dealing with back at home. But these native pastors that have come up are just tremendous. And then there's another church called Barrio Nuevo, and, and it's uh, uh, pastored by Oscar and Lynette Gutierrez, and... That church is flowing and going, man. These guys are really doing well. Uh, he, he actually, he pastors that church and he works for the electric company uh, in Nicaragua. He's like third or fourth, maybe fifth in line to be at the top of that, uh, of that whole department for the, for the nation. And he's a man of God. And he's a man that speaks in tongues and prophesies. And his wife is a powerhouse. Those people have prayed those ministries Together. And plus what you guys have done, the prayers, the prayers of the saints here in, in, uh, in Galveston and, and your, your giving has done so much to help clothe them, to feed them, to get the word of God to them, to, to get equipment to them that they need, to help build these buildings. I'll tell you, God, God is really, uh, he's doing a great work down there and we're just glad to be a part of the support system. Amen. And we're helping, we're, we're helping those people to raise up more pastors and raise up more evangelists. And see, a lot of times we think, hey, you know, Brother Allen's going to go down there and he's going to blow it up and everything's going to be awesome. Or we'll bring Pastor Rusty down there. We'll bring any of you guys that want to go. You're welcome to go. They need help in music. Oh, do they need help in music. <laughs> I hope y'all aren't watching, but y'all need some help in music. <laughs> but that might be why you're so good in music that you can go and share your gift with them. There, there's some people down there that are, that are very good, but they just need a little, a little direction, a little help. Some of them are tremendously gifted, but they just need a little help, a little direction. And that's what we're there to do. We're there to just help them find their path, find their way. Amen. We don't know everything, but we do know a few things. And we've, we've taught in the Bible schools. We've, I've, I've gone there. I remember one time I went down there 30 days and preached 30 days. I don't go down there to vacation, although I might take a day off every now and again. But we're down there to help build the kingdom of God. And I want to thank each and every one of you personally. I, I'm so thankful for what you've done to help us go into the world and preach the gospel. There's nothing like it. And, and it's awesome to bring my family there. It's awesome that Sister Pat gets to go down there and be my interpreter because <laughs> she's not near as expensive as the interpreters are. <laughs> But she, <laughs> but she said it'll cost me. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, that's, that's kind of the update of what's going on. I'm, I'm looking at going back again in July. So if the Lord deals with you about going, just come talk to me and, and, and talk with Pastor Rusty and, and uh, we'll, we'll just see what the Lord does. Amen. It's a cool trip. We, there's a, we stay in a really secure place, really nice place. And uh, the, like I say, the churches are all safe. The transportation's cool it's you know it is a third world country so you know bring your faith bring your angels with you <laughs> amen but, but like I say God is just really doing a great work down there and we're so glad to be a part and you're a part of it also you don't realize what a part you play and you have played in helping people all over the world there's play when I, when I go into the church at Wewete I, I remember uh, I think it was the, the Ramseys gave us the money to buy the chairs 300 chairs for that church 
Every time I go in there, I think about it. I go in there and I look at keyboards and I look at sets of drums and stuff like that. And I know that our church has helped send money down there to help them have the tools that they need to preach the gospel and to have church. Amen. Praise God. So I, I sincerely thank you. And I want to tell you the Lord thanks you too. Amen. And you will be richly rewarded for that. Praise God. Oh, okay. That's the holy wife speaking. I hear a voice <laughs> speaking audibly. That's the first time I heard the audible voice of God. Well, it's the, but, but we also have a baseball team that, that uh, it started off as an outreach and uh, we have uh, helped bring, we've brought baseball bats and cleats and baseballs and, and stuff like that that they can wear. And uh, these guys, uh, this is at the, in the town of Wawete. It's a fishing village. The name of the church is called Fishers of Men. And these guys, they fish at night and they come home and, and sleep. And they get up in the afternoon and they play baseball. And they play some serious baseball. I mean, there's, there, there's more grass on this carpet right here than there is on the field they play in. And there's turkeys and chickens and everything else out there. But those guys play some serious baseball. And when I, when I first went there, they, they wore flip-flops, short pants, and, and a T-shirt, and that's how they played. And that was the catcher. So we were able to go, we were able to get catcher's equipment so these guys can play safe. Helmets for their melon, amen, so they don't get beat. Because these guys, I mean, they play hardball. This, this, they, they, they've got some guys in there that can throw, man. I mean, they could probably play college-level ball. And uh, I think there was just here recently the Yankees uh, actually drafted somebody from Nicaragua to, as a pitcher. So you never know who could come out of these places. I know like a Dominican Republic is full of baseball players. What a blessing it would be for one of those guys to come out of that town and get a big major league contract and come back and help us build churches. You never know. Huh. Wow. You know, God, there's blessings that are going to come to you from unexpected sources. That's what I heard the Holy Ghost just say right there. There's a lot of times we look, we look at our sources. You got to realize your source is God. But the channels that God brings those sources to is through people. And sometimes they come through unexpected sources. And we look at our sources that we have and we think, well, I've got my job and maybe I've got a, this account and that account. And if you got a if you got a, a a stock account, you know, just keep believing God. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes you got to drop down, you know, before you make a good turn and come back up. But that's kind of where we're going. But you know, our 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 faith is in God, and our source is God, and God will take care of you. Amen. Especially if you'll get involved in what He's doing in the earth, He'll bless your life. Amen. Praise God. So anyway, it's just, it's just really cool, all the different facets of ministry that's going on down there. And there's, there's even more than what I'm telling you about. But uh, one other story and I'll be done. But, uh, but so we were preaching in the church in, in uh, the big 300-seat church that uh, it's out in the country. You've got to go like 15 minutes off the road and down through all these dirt roads to get to, to, get to this church. And there it is. Wow, there it is. And uh, I mean, it is a bumpy, rough road out in the country. And so I'm out there and I'm preaching my message. I mean, the Holy Ghost is there. The Shekinah glory's falling and everything else. And something comes flying in and it sounds like a helicopter. And it flies all the way to the other side of the, 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 
the sanctuary, and then it flies back. It's a wasp that's this big. It's like a hornet. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and the people are just laughing, you know, and we're laughing. It, I don't know, it's Jeremiah. He's sitting about over there where Roy is, and he's like, that thing goes over there and hits the wall and turns around and flies back and hits Jeremiah in the elbow. And he, oh, he got up. And I thought we had a Holy Ghost meeting. But no, Jeremiah had an encounter with a hornet. <laughs> and some little Nicaraguan woman about this big just went over there and went crunch. And that was a, but anyway, that was a, that's called having a story to tell of going on a mission trip. Go on a missions trip. If you don't have a passport, get a passport. How many amens on that? Amen. Listen, this world, is, it's, it's going to keep doing what it's going to keep doing. But listen, the church, the great commission of Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel never changed because of COVID or because of what's going on in Ukraine or because what's going on in this part of the world or that part of the world. I know people that are going to the Ukraine to preach the gospel. But they're having war over there. What does that have to do with anything? God will protect you in a war zone. If you're there in the will and in the purpose of God, you can walk right through that place and do the will and purpose of God and the, the, do what God's called you to do and walk out and be unscathed. But you better know it's God. Amen. Praise God. So let's get into the word. Amen. We got a few minutes here to study the word and, uh, Praise God. Also, uh, I just I feel led to say one other thing, which I've already said a lot, but uh, but Pastor Rusty is starting a series on uh, redemption, and man, that is an awesome series. You guys, if you can, do everything you can do to be in these services where he's talking about redemption. Redemption is the thing that Jesus bought for us with His blood, but a lot of us really don't understand. The, the, how redemption works or, or if we're even worthy of it. And, and I would suggest you to go read uh, Luke chapter 15 about the prodigal son, about, uh, about what is the lost coin and the lost sheep because Jesus stood up and, and the Bible says that Jesus was surrounded by, these, by these, the tax collectors that everybody hated and the notorious people, you know, notorious big B-I-G big was over there with him. <laughs> Oh, amen. It says they were the notorious sinners. And Jesus was up there teaching. These guys were coming to hear from Jesus. Man, Jesus, they, Jesus had something to say for have those people coming to hear him. And the Pharisees are like, man, who does he think he is? Got those up there talking to those people. They've, 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 they've betrayed our people. They've taken our money. They're criminals. And Jesus said, hey, Check this out. I'll go after one, one sheep, amen, that has left the fold. The Bible says the shepherd went after him. That was Jesus. The Bible talks about the lost coin. And it says that the woman went and cleaned and sweeped the house until she found it. You know that coin? It was stamped by Rome. And it still had the same value whether it was lost or found. And I want to tell you, there's a lot of lost people out there today that knew God at one time, and you got that stamp of the Lord on your life, I want to tell you, come back home. And then it talks about the Father. When we talk about the Father, what do you think about when you think about God? He's your Father. 
He's not just your God, but he's your father and he loves you and he's on your side. And even though you've made mistakes, even though you've turned from him, the, the Bible talks about how that he, the, the, the a prodigal son came and he said, he said, give me all my, give me, give me what belongs to me. And he went away and he wasted it on riotous living. But when he came to himself, the Bible says this, the Bible says that, that, that he made up his own salvation prayer in his mind to get right with the father. I'm going to go tell, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be called your father. I'm just, just let me come and be a slave. I don't even have to live at the house. And while he's saying this, the father just goes, hey man, just stop that. Go get, the, go get my best coat and put it on this boy. Go get my shoes. He's not a slave anymore. He's my son. Go get the ring of authority and put it on. That represents the family. He goes in anywhere to buy anything. My name is good. Kill the fatted calf and let's have a party. Boom, chicka, bucka, boom, bucka. And he said, it's right that we should have a party. It's right that we should fell it. Amen. But the older brother, what did he do? What's all that boom, 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 The Bible says he heard the singing and he heard, he heard the music. They were getting down. They, they might have been playing some corintos. I don't know. <laughs> That's Spanish. But he, he heard him play. He heard this music going on. And what did he do? He got bitter. And he said, you never did this for me. You he said, you've always been with me. You never healed my body. You never prospered me. He says, you've been with me all the time. All I have is yours. See, we don't understand what we got. What that, that prodigal son realized what he had and what he do. He came home. And the father says, about time you got here, come on and sit next to me. And you know, the elder brother was supposed to go with the father and host that whole party. That was the tradition of that day, but he wouldn't even go in. Listen, when, and I, I'll tell you this by the Holy Ghost too, if there is a season of prodigal sons coming home in this church. There, listen, the people that you've been believing God for, the people that you think are, it's impossible for them, Get ready. They're going to come home and it's going to have a ripple effect. Just like when Rusty Martin came home as a prodigal son, just like when I came home as a prodigal son, it sent ripples through where I worked. Amen. So praise God. This is good. Just walking around in heaven here a minute. Amen. So praise God. Well, if you would open your Bible to the book of, of uh, Proverbs here. In chapter two, and, and you know, I, I usually I, I, I preached a, a service on Friday night. And I usually don't preach the same thing twice, but uh, I just felt like that it would help us here also. And uh, what I'm going to read you here is it's out of the uh, Passion translation. I know you hear Pastor Leah preach a lot out of the and read the read the Passion translation to us for a weekly scripture and stuff. So. This might be worded just a little bit different than what's in your King James Version. But what it does is it unpacks, kind of unpacks this scripture so we can understand it kind of more in our everyday vernacular. So uh, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. It says, my child, will you, notice your will is involved here, will you treasure my wisdom? 
a lot of us pray, you know, Ephesians chapter 1, this, this prayer is every day. But, but there, there needs to be an attitude of when I get a hold of the, the wisdom of God, I'll treasure it. You know, I, I've got some things in my life that I treasure. I've got some things that I've, I've gotten from my dad. Listen, that it's, it's a treasure to me. Hello? How much more should we treasure the wisdom of God and the word of God in our lives? A lot of times we take this, this stuff for granted. It says this, it says, my child, uh, you will treasure my wisdom and then only will you acquire it. Well, I can't understand why I can't figure out how to make this decision. Well, you prayed once and fell asleep while you were praying. Amen. And God was there to answer you. You know, it, you know, it, I know I feel like I'm all over the place, but I'm home. But, 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 but listen, there, there's a, over in, I remember Billy Duguid, he talked about this scripture that uh, Billy Duguid, where am I going, man? <laughs> there was a guy who came preaching to the church named Billy Duguid. He talked like this. My name's Billy. <laughs> anyway, but he talked about the scripture that says, you know, that says, Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. It's uh, Revelations chapter 22, verse seven. And, and in the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, behold, I, I'm continually coming to you. God is continually coming to you. The word is continually coming to you. Then and only then will you, will you uh, acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you will you succeed. The God can bring you the answer a lot of times, but will you accept it? A lot of times God will bring you the answer in a way that you don't want to want to cooperate with. He'll say, man, if, if you're struggling financially, he might bring you the answer to say, hey, give to Pastor Rusty. Well, Pastor Rusty drives a nice truck, lives a nice house. I can't understand why I'd go. You're sowing seeds. This is how the kingdom works. See, a lot of times our mind is so bound up in the kingdom of this world that when, when, when a God answer comes from another world, from heaven, it's so abstract to our mind. If we would just act on that with joy, you can receive something that you can't get any other kind of way. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you, you will succeed. So listen, train your heart to listen when I speak. There is a training of your, your heart. There is an opening up of your heart that you can hear God when he speaks. There, there, there should be, you should pray with an open heart. There, there should be, uh, I, I like to say it like this. It's almost like a computer screen. That, that the, uh, I think it's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto. How can I pray always? Keep your heart open. You're, you can't just 24 hours a day, just speak in tongues 24-7, but you can have your antenna up, you can have your heart open, and, and usually God will give you a scripture, he'll send somebody's face across your across your, the screen of your heart, and you're open, you might be at work, but hey man, just take two minutes, Lord, I just pray right now, I pray for Pastor Rusty. Lord, whatever's going on, Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of God on him. I thank you that whatever weapon is formed against him, it will not prosper. I pray for, for President Joe Biden. The Bible tells us to pray over our leaders and those in authority over 1 Timothy chapter 2. 
Amen. It's scriptural to pray over our leaders. And that's just not our spiritual leaders. It says kings and those in authority over us. When's the last time you lift, you said, God, I, it says to bless them. Lord, I bless President Joe Biden and I bless Vice President Kamala Harris in Jesus' name. Maybe they'd do a little better if the church would pray for them like that. According to the word of God. I'm not trying to be political here. I'm trying to be biblical. Amen. And I know sometimes being biblical, rough, you know, just turn the cat around. Amen. It rubs the fur the wrong way. So train up your heart to listen when I speak. What if God speaks to you and says, I need you to pray for Joe Biden right now. I need you to pray for Vladimir Putin right now. You've got to realize how powerful you are as a believer that God is looking for a voice in the spirit that he can come and put his voice into your, into your heart and then you can speak that word into the, into the world, into this, this present uh, spiritual realm right now. He needs somebody that can speak that. Is your heart open? Are we listening? And when God speaks and when he gives us wisdom, a lot of times it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, he says, fine, it's, it's, it's according to your own will. God's not going to, going to usurp your will. It says, so train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment so you can see things and know things that you're not walking into some trap somewhere. Get into some deal. I, I had my friend here uh, Easter weekend. He was, he was here from Turkey. But he got caught up in some business deal in Turkey, and it cost him a lots of money, and they were threatening to put him in prison. They put you in prison when you don't, you know, you, there's not a bankruptcy court there. There's a prison. And so he came over here, and thank God he got a big chunk of that situation fixed, and he's, I think he's on his way back home now because he had to come over here to work to make the money, pay off his debt. But God's perfect will for him was not to ever get himself in that mess. So listen, listen, to the wisdom is out there. It's available to us. The, listen, the wisdom of God, it's, you know, I don't have my phone, but think how much, you, how much information you have on that phone that, that it, You've got the Library of Congress on there. You've got all the, the, the great schools of the world. You've got, you've got all the great hospitals. There's uh, Just on that little phone, you've got, you've got the creator of the universe that's more available than that. But we've got to learn how to access that wisdom by the Spirit so we can deal with what we're going to go through in these last days. Come on. It says, listen, open your spirit, open wide your spirit to expand your discernment and pass it on to your sons and daughters. Listen, the wisdom that God gives us in these last days are not just for us just to bottle it up within ourselves. Your kids need to know how to function in society these days. Your kids need to know how to handle their money. Your kids need to know how to live righteously. They need help. That, the Bible says to train up a child in the way they should go, well, you need to be trained first and God will train you and show you how to raise your child right. Yeah. 
Whew, quiet in this Baptist church. <laughs> it says this, yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. I like to say ask. That word ask breaks in, in, in Matthew 7, 7. It says ask, seek, and knock. A-S-K, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. What did Jesus say? He said, those that ask will what? Ooh, that's quiet. Sound like you're really fired up on that one. Receive. Now you need to jump on in. I've asked, bless God, I receive. Amen. I'm seeking, thank God, I'm going to what? Find. I'm knocking and guess what? The door is going to be open to me. The door that God has for my life, the door that God has for my ministry, the door that God has for you in, in your workplace. The door, listen, you don't have to go kick doors in. God will open those doors and you can just walk right in. But a lot of times we think, well, you know, these things are just going to fall on us like, like, you know, apples out of a tree. You've got to spend the time with God. Spend time in the Word. It's so simple. Read the Bible. I, <laughs> I've, I've got a friend of mine. I, 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 I'm in his, like, his prayer group and stuff. He's a brother. <laughs> He's really cool, but he, he sings a song. He, he says, I know the Bible's right. Somebody's wrong. <laughs> the Bible is right. If somebody's wrong might be you. It ain't, the Bible ain't broke. God ain't broke. He's, but if we'll line up with what he's doing, listen, we can have everything God, God has prepared for us. He's not withholding anything from us. But cry out for comprehend, uh, comprehension and intercede for insight for if, now there's, the, there's that big two-letter word, if you keep seeking like a man would seek for sterling silver and searching uh, in hidden places for a cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord. You might not have been looking for the fear of the Lord, but if you're seeking for wisdom, if you're seeking for God's plan and purpose, you'll all of a sudden say, whoa, man. Man, God, God just answered me. God just spoke to me. I, I, I know what I need to do now. God gave me a, a, a word of wisdom. God gave me a word of knowledge. See, a lot of times we think that, that the gifts of the Spirit are for right behind here and there's no other place for them. Listen, the greatest area that the gifts of the Spirit can operate is in you in your prayer closet. Don't get much amen and on that. But God wants, listen, God wants his body, his church to go in a little deeper. We're, we, we get in there and we get in about ankle deep and we're like, oh, praise God. You know, I danced in church the other day. I got spiritual. And that's as deep as you want to go. Oh, praise God. I, you know, I lifted my hands in church. I just lift, started like this. But now I'm like this. Ooh, I went in a little deeper up to my knees. I read the book of John. Good. Got out there a little deeper. I read the book of Ephesians. Ooh. I, I've been reading it every day for the last six months. I've been praying them prayers, getting in a little deeper. I've been coming to prayer at the church every time the doors are open. I'm coming on Thursday night. I'm coming on Wednesday night. I'm coming on Sunday morning. 
I'm coming on Sunday night. And I've been getting around these people that know how to pray. And I, I hadn't been, just been learning how to pray. I've been catching something. And now, I've been, now I'm developing a prayer life myself. And, and God said something to me. I, I believe this was God. And if, and if listen, that's called growing, growing as a Christian. And as you grow, listen, God will begin. Hit, and, and, and as God begins to show you these things, man, the fear of God comes on. You're like, I could have never known that. But somehow I know God's about to give me this or give me that. And it shows up. Anybody ever had that happen? I've had that happen sitting at my desk at work. I was reading the Bible on a Sunday afternoon. Amen. And God, God's speaking to me. And it, man, it brought just a fear of God in my life. Because you know what? God's real. Not much amen in on that. I said God's real. Amen. And God don't play no games. He don't play no religious games. And, that, and what Jesus was showing them when he was standing in front of those Pharisees uh, in the book of Luke chapter 15, he was showing them, listen, I'm going to, what a parable is, it's a story that brings you along and exposes things in your heart. And then the way you think it should go, it turns another way. And it's the way God does things. How does God do things with people that run away? He loves them. He brings them in. He makes them a son. How does God do things with one sheep that runs away? The shepherd goes and gets them and doesn't take them and, and chain them up out in the backyard. He puts it around his neck and he walks him home and says, man, oh, I'm so happy I found you. I got you right here where you can hear my voice. Yeah, you ran off, but I went and got you. I love you. I care about you. Now I'm going to put you back here in the flock. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then you will discover the fear of the Lord and you'll find tr the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God and every word he speaks is full of revelation. And, and listen, we believe God for revelation, but every revelation you get from God requires a fresh consecration of what he's telling you. You say, man, that's some tough preaching, Brother Allen. But listen, we want revelation. Okay, God gives it to us. But now what are you going to do with what he's given you? He's given us, I mean, just simple, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's a great revelation. But yeah, I ain't buying no passport. Well, that's, but, and I understand not everybody's called to go. But I ain't giving in that missions offering. Because if you can't go, you can sure send somebody. Amen. Just got you some things to think about here on a Sunday morning here. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation, and it becomes a fountain of understanding within you. Uh, it, uh, a continued uh, translation of that says, it's, these things are found in his presence. That revelation that, that you get from God, listen, that's the presence of God. That's God, that's God coming by the Holy Spirit and speaking things to you that you can't know in the natural. The Bible says in, in Ephesians that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You're like, well, what good is that? That's what revelation is. That's what protection is. That's what angels are. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are. That's what healing is. That's what deliverance is. 
Well, I want, I've got to have it in my hand. You just give me a stack of hundreds like this and then I'll believe. He'll give it to you in seed form. He'll say, give a hundred. If you'll plant a, listen, a, 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 a thousand times zero equals what? You got to get some seed in the ground. Amen. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. He's saying my wisdom is available. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, it talks about he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries or hidden wisdom. By praying in the spirit, what you do is you're entering into that realm and your heart is opened up to, to that, hidden, that hidden wisdom that God has and God begins to pour that wisdom on the inside of you. And the Bible says, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, pray that you might interpret. You'll begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and a word might come up to you. It might be Nicaragua. It might be the, the city of Didiamba, Nicaragua. It might, be, it might be Texas City, Texas. It might be who knows where. But that's the wisdom that God has given you or direction that God has given you. And as you begin to pray in the Spirit and then pray that you interpret, listen, you'll begin to learn how to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. Listen, this isn't all about just Pastor Rusty, Pastor Leah, and the staff, and just the people that come up here and preach. It's about the body of Christ. It's about God wants us to have a strong church. Amen. There might come a time when you call, try to call Pastor A, he doesn't answer the phone. You call the church, the phone don't, they don't answer it. And you need to stand up in your own power and what God has called you to do and believe God. I mean, we're together corporately, we're powerful. We're awesome corporately, but there's also times, listen, when you get off by yourself, I mean, I've been on the, on the back road of who knows where, down in Central America in the middle of the night, when I've got to know that I know that I know that I'm hearing from God, or I ain't coming out of there. But every one of us face those kind of situations in our life, and God does not leave us unequipped to be able to tap into his wisdom, to know how to answer the questions that come before us and how to make the decisions that we must make. Now, there's a lot of people in here that have decisions that you're facing. And, and, and everything that I've talked to up to this point right now has to do with the decisions that you're facing. And God is not withholding that answer from you on the decision that God has already placed in your heart by you praying in the Spirit. But now, I mean, when you get in a good fight, somebody says, well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> My question to you is, what are you going to do with it? There's a decision to be made. You know, I hate going out to eat a lot of times because it's where are we going to go? <laughs> where are we going to go? Well, make, a make up your melon. <laughs> make a decision. I can't even make a decision when it comes on where to go out to eat. Because you don't want to. And, and not making a decision is not the answer of how to fix your situation. Because it, it'll get to the point where they'll come make the decision for you with the wrecker. Uh, you decided, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm going to make this next payment. I'm four, four payments behind. I wonder if I ought to make this payment. You ought to make that payment. You got, let me help you with that decision. You ought to make that payment. 
For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made acceptable to his godly ones. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what's right. Now notice, he puts the choice in your, in your hand. I, man, by faith, I believe I make the right choices, but I don't always do it. But I'm going to do better. How about you? Because God is going to help me. I'm going to spend the time. I'm going to take the time to hear from God to make those right choices. Come on. Amen. For the Lord has a, has a hidden storehouse of wisdom. He is made acceptable to his godly ones. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Well, how do I know what's right? By the word and the spirit. The Bible says over in Hebrews chapter 5, those having, having their senses trained, they've experienced some things. Listen, Pastor Rusty has experienced some things in flowing in the Holy Ghost. He's done it for many years. But listen, it's not just, just he has a gift. He's, he's called of God. He's, he's a five-fold minister. He is called, and he has that equipment. But God hasn't left you out. The Bible says, it says, believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. A lot of times we try to relegate everything to the leadership. The leadership. Listen, sheep make sheep. I'm not saying he's not a sheep, but he is a shepherd. But the sheep get all fat, get all sassy. Start nipping at each other when they're supposed to be out getting making other sheep. Amen. Praise God. So anyway, it says, then you will uh, discover all that is just and proper and fair. I like to say you'll find out what's, what righteousness is. You'll discover what real righteousness. You know what righteousness is? I, I, I like this definition. It's face to face with Jesus. See, when you're righteous and you know everything's right between you and God, you can, fa you can be face-to-face -face with Jesus with no, with no feeling of, of, of you know, being demeaned or, or this is, hey, man, Jesus, man, you're my brother. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, we're going to get through this. Yes, you are. It's about relationship, and it's about fellowship with the Lord, fellowship with Jesus and his word, fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. It'll get you where you need to go. Uh, then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions. Aren't you glad that says that in the Bible? He's going to empower you to make the right decision, even when it's a hard decision. Sometimes there's hard decisions to make. I had to make some hard decisions with my dad as he was going through some things. And, and there were points where I was just there, me and him, and we had to decide, I had to decide, it was all me. I, you know what, it was just, it was just, had fallen to me to do that. And I'm grateful for every minute I was able to be with my dad. But there were some decisions that had to be made, I mean, just right now. And the Holy Ghost helped me. He helped me. Dad was in, in, in some, some bad areas, you know what, we just said, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to trust God. And we got him out of where he was and got him where he needed to be. And they said, well, if you do this, then you're going to, then this, you know, 
it's it's a, it's complicated, but basically, the hospital didn't want to take any responsibility if for the decision that I was making. But it was the best decision I think I ever made in my life. And we got to spend some time with my pop before we went to heaven. All of us. At the hospital, only one or two of us could be in there at a time. It's kind of tight. But listen, God will make you look smart. <laughs> he'll make you look smart. And he'll get you in a place where you could, where, where what society and what the world says you can't do he got us in a place where our whole family could be with my dad when he went to heaven. Wow, that was awesome. Praise God. He'll empower you to make the right decision as you walk into your destiny. Listen, every one of you guys have a destiny in God. God's destiny for you is to prosper you. God's destiny for you is to be in health as your soul prospers. God's destiny for you is, 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 is so awesome, but you've got to get on that path of wisdom. It says, when wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters into your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine uh, design will watch over you and understanding will protect you and make you from making poor choices. So I said all that to say this, there's some help out there to help you for the decisions that you have to make. Some of you guys, listen, you just need to, you just need to jump in. You just, you just need to jump in the deep end. Hey Amen. A lot of times, I, I remember when I went, I, I had swimming lessons when I was a kid, and my mom took me to over here, I think it was Southmore School, and I'm just, man, I'm about, I'm a little bit bigger than Jack, and and the coach is there, come on, Alan, jump in, and my mom saying, jump in, jump in, I don't want to jump in, I don't want to jump in. <laughs> and so they spent all this money for me to go to swimming lessons. I never got in the pool because I was a chicken. <laughs> But what happened was, was my friend down the street, they built a pool in their backyard. Man, that was a great incentive to jump in. And I learned how to swim. I went back the next year and the coach was like this, you gonna go, you gonna jump in this year? I jumped in and swam all the way across the Olympic size pool. Cause I, I, I learned that I, that, yeah, it was a, it was a different uh, environment in that water but I learned I could survive in that environment. I'd never been, see, there's a, there's a new place that God has taken us to and you'll survive in it, but you're gonna have to jump in. And you, listen, you've got the muscles to swim, you've got the, the hands to swim, you've got the legs to kick, you've got everything, you're equipped with everything you need to, to, to swim in that deep water, to swim in that river. And the river of God is beginning to flow at a greater pace, at a greater rate, but you've got to let go of the muddy bottom, which is called the world. Get your feet up off the world and listen, we're gonna flow in the power of God, the power of his word, and in what God is doing here at Island Church, and it's awesome. It's wonderful, and it's great to be a part of it, amen? Praise God. So if you would, if everybody bow your head just a minute, and close your eyes. I don't know why we say that, but I just said it. But I want to ask you here today, if, if you're here today and you say, Brother Allen, you know, that, that sounds good. It sounds wonderful. But I don't even know that I'm saved. I don't even know that I'm going to heaven. I don't know if, if, if Jesus came back today, and I tell you, we're living in the last of the last days. I don't know that heaven is my home. And today, 
I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should perish, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And there's two kinds of people in this congregation today. There's those that are perishing and there are those that have everlasting life. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Allen, I don't know that if Jesus came back to this planet this, this afternoon, I don't know that heaven would be my home. You're somebody that's perishing. And if the Holy Spirit is dealing with your heart this morning, and you say, Brother Allen, I want to know that I have everlasting life. If that's you, slip your hand up real quick and I'll pray with you. Anybody like that this morning? Say, I want to know that I'm saved. I want to know that heaven is my home. I need a savior. I need Jesus. Anybody like that this morning? I got one hand. I see one hand over here. Anybody else? Anybody else this morning? You say, that's me, Brother Allen. I need to be saved. I need to get my life right with God. I'll give you just a few more seconds. Amen. Let me ask you this. If you're in here this morning, you say, I'm looking at some major decisions in my life and I just, I need to make the right decision. I need the wisdom of God. If that's you, slip your hand up real quick. Yeah, I see a few hands for that too. Amen. Amen. You're going to make the right decision in Jesus' name. Let's pray for this, this one individual that, that lifted his hand. I'm just going to pray for him right there where he is. Sir, if you would, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to pray with me, and I want your own ears to hear what your mouth is saying. Okay, so I want you to say, say Heavenly Father, I come to you today just like I am. I need a Savior. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I believe He died on the cross with my sin. I believe He was buried and I believe He rose from the grave. And this morning, I'm rising from the grave too. I'm rising up to newness of life. I'm forgiven. The blood of Jesus cleanses me this morning from all sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says there's rejoicing in heaven over one person that comes back to the Lord than a whole congregation full of people that don't need to. They're partying in heaven right now. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Well, let me, let me pray over you also, people that need to make decisions. Let me, I'm just going to pray over you corporately, and then we'll go eat some chicken. Okay? Amen. Father, we just thank you today, Lord. Lord, that you do have a plan, and you have a purpose. And Father, I thank you that we hear your voice, and a stranger we will not follow. Father, I thank you that we do have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, that just through these scriptures that we looked at this morning, Lord, we know that you have a plan 
and you, you can give us understanding and ability that we don't have naturally. Now, Lord, we ask you for that wisdom that's supernatural. We ask you for that, that listen, that wisdom that doesn't make no sense, but it's right. Lord, Lord, give us the discernment and the understanding to know how to make these hard decisions and what seems right and it isn't right. Father, I think it'll be revealed to, to the people. Father, I thank you for opening our hearts that we follow after peace and we'll make the right decisions in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said amen, amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Father, we just love you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, Father, Lord, for the word that we've heard, Lord. We don't take it lightly. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this word, Father, it, it will penetrate, Lord, uh, Lord, into the dark places of our life where we have questions and bring forth, Lord, uh, speedily answers and, uh, Lord, just situations that need to be solved. God, you have, you, hallelujah. Lord, when you, when you created the earth, it was without form and void, and you said, let there be light, and that came together. And Lord, I thank you there's not a problem in this room right now that can't be straightened out by you. And we put it in your hands. We cast all the care of it over on you. And Father, we thank you that this week will be a great week. Father, I thank you, Lord, for people receiving money this week. Lord, from unforeseen sources, Father, it being loosed in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the angels of the Lord that go before us, protect our going out and coming in. We thank you, Father, for the blessing of God on Pastor Rusty and Leah as they've gone forth today, God, and bring the word of God there to Austin. Lord knows they need it, Lord. <laughs> thank you for that great gift, God, in Pastor Rusty and Pastor Leah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our day. Thank you for blessing our day, blessing this Sunday. And Father, I thank you as we go forth, we go forth as witnesses of your goodness because here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. Y'all have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.